Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Networking CEO, Connecting Entrepreneurs Online, where I would like to invite you to become part of our network of entrepreneurs where someone I know needs to meet you. And today I am really excited because we're going to get real today. We are going to be so authentic And we just hope you're going to love that because our guest today is going to take us through what being authentic can do for our business and what the advantages are and how we can make that work for us in our business. And we all know how important it is to have self-love and to take care of ourselves first, right? We've all heard the story about make sure you put your own oxygen mask on first, right? But today, we're going to go a little bit deeper than that. And I am really excited because my guest today, I met her at an event And what was exciting about that event is they did something I had never seen done at an event before. And what they had done is if you were a speaker, which I was, they had asked us that if we had some, for lack of a better term, opportunities, if you had a radio show or a blog or any of those type of things, that if you came across anybody that was there with you, just to kind of keep your eyes and ears open, and if you came across anybody that you were just so impressed with that you wanted to offer that opportunity to them, they just wanted to know because they wanted to announce it from the stage. And this was going to promote people working together. And I have to tell you, it was phenomenal. And what I have to tell you is that our guest today was one of those people for me. When I met her I mean, we had a conversation, and you know when you just meet somebody and you just think to yourself, wow, this person is going to be in my life forever. This is somebody that I want to know, that their message resonates with you on a personal level. You just really kind of feel that that feeling, you know, how us women, we just kind of know what we know. And I know by the time our hour together is over, you're going to feel that way about her too. So I want to tell you a little bit about her, but before I do, I want to make sure that while you're getting your cup of coffee or your iced tea or whatever your beverage of choice is, that you're also making sure that you get a pen and paper so that you can take notes because you're going to really leave with some nuggets today, and I want to make sure that you write them down. Also, for those of you that are too shy to ask your questions live, you can tweet your questions in. Use our hashtag, pound net CEO. Again, that's pound net CEO. And tweet your questions in, and we'll make sure we get those answered for you. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest. So Kat Williford, she is the authenticity advantage. She's on a mission to make sure that women thrive in business and life and experience outrageous amounts of love. This mission inspires her work as a transformational self-development coach international speaker, author, wise woman, and conversation starter. Love that. Clients love her fast-acting, deep-dive work and report it. Champions, sustainable, can-do, confidence, authenticity, self-love, and best of all, results. Kat is a pioneer in the field of coaching and coach training and was one of the first certified coaches in the United States in 1994. She has coached literally thousands of women and trained more than 1,800 coaches globally. Certain there is no one-size-fits-all approach, Kat's unique systems blend a wide array of tools from multiple coaching modalities, wisdom, creativity principles, and brass tacks, common sense strategy. At home on 
any stage. She's been a guest expert on multiple stages, keynotes, international conferences, and is coached live on ABC Radio. And today we have her on the Networking CEO. So welcome, Kat. Oh, Patty, it's so good to be here and hear your voice. I, when you were talking about how we met, I was just my heart was just full and just pouring over because I so remember that moment. <laughs> I know it was so great. I that was just such a well well attended, well rounded event. And you know, I go to a lot of events, and uh, Joey Garrity and Cheryl Calhoun, Terry uh, Hockett, Paula Allen. Who was the other one? Aria Williams, right? And I know I'm missing one more person. Blaze Lazzaroni. The oh, there you go. Oh, how could we forget Blaze Lazzaroni? Oh, Blaze, how could we forget you? Um, and that was the dream team that put together that one time. And I remember when they came to me um, about speaking and being a sponsor for it, they said, we're only going to do it one time. And I was like, wow, that's really kind of great. And that event was called It's Your Turn. And it was an amazing, amazing event. And I have to tell you, the way it was put together for all of us to really work together and to really bond was really phenomenal. And I remember sitting at your table, and I remember you had us do um, several things, and we'll get into that. But first, before we go there, what I'd really like to do, though, is have you share with the audience a little bit about you. So I read your bio, right? So that's always good. We read your bio. But really, right. honestly, tell me what really makes you tick. Tell me the story. I actually know your story. You shared it with us there, and I thought that was really authentic. I'd really like it if you'd share it with my audience, though, so that they know your heart and that when you start talking to us about this self-love, like really where it comes from. Because I know this week in the Facebook group, you know, you shared something this week, and, you know, you'd really been – on my heart this week was kind of heavy for you and um, got, got all choked up there. And so really you've been in my heart this week. So I really want you to share your story as much as you feel comfortable sharing with the audience before we get started. Are you okay with that? I'm totally fine with that, absolutely, because what I have found is the more I've shared this story, the more um, I – it's not that I step away from it, but I step away from the story's hold on me and am writing the ending <laughs> or the, the next chapter that I want to be living. Um, right. You know, all of us go through, I mean, all of us have these lives, right? And we go through and we get bumped and we get grinded and we get bumped again. And um, I had a very significant bump physically. Um, you know, one of the things that really drives me, Patty, is, you know, I talk about the body, the body, the body, that so many of us um, – you know, we forget about our body, that we have it because we get busy, 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 or we're just doing, 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 um, or, you know, we just look at way too many media messages about what, what our bodies should be or to be doing. And so my whole journey, I feel, has really been um, through my body because of all the bumps and, and things along the way. When I was 17, I was in a car train wreck, and... Um, it was pretty significant that I walked away from that and I'm here today and walk in. I literally, I walk today and all of that despite um, pretty much a shattered right leg. But the biggest thing that um, really happened was my head bumped into the windshield. Bumped is an easy word. It's more like it smacked into the windshield and cracked it. 
Um, and I have experienced crazy volumes of headaches ever since. And that's that's the piece you're referencing. And I'm working with a new neurologist and getting all sorts of great homeopathic things to do, like breathe straight oxygen when one of these crazy headaches comes on, which is awesome so it's not drug-related. Uh, it's just oxygen. How cool is that? So it's like owning this bit of my story was really amazing. Now, like the bones heal when you're 17, right? They just, they heal back together nicely. You go on, you get busy, you live life, and you tell the people who, you know, physical therapists who say you're going to limp for the rest of your life, go, "Uh uh-uh, no, I'm not. And I'm going to go skiing again. I'm going to run again. I'm going to do all these things. That indomitable spirit that we have in in our teen years. Um, And I did all those things. And the headaches and my neck and my back and my spine have continued to have so much pain over these years. And I'm 51 now, so that's a lot of years to live with that kind of pain. I was sitting on my sofa in, um, actually this year. This is how fresh and powerful this is. Um, And all of a sudden my phone started ringing and people were leaving messages, are you okay, are you okay? I'm like, what? I'm talking to clients. Of course I'm okay. Well, it turns out there was a um, a train derailment very close to where I live in Southern California. And on the local like afternoon new news stuff going on, people were seeing the conversation of you know interviews, and they were saying, oh, wow, the person that was hurt the worst was Cat, and they took her to the hospital. Well, there's not that many people named Cat, especially in this little seaside community I live in in Southern California, just north of L.A. So people were calling me, are you okay? Are you okay? So I finally saw the, the story, and within minutes, my neck started to hurt, my head started to hurt. I could feel my whole spine feel like it was collapsing. And I was like, oh, my God, just hearing this had such an impact on my body. Now, I'm very aware of my body. That's part of what I use in my coaching. It's very sentient. So I was very aware of what was happening. And within 30 minutes, a staggering migraine episode had had, um, kicked off. And as I was lying there in a dark room with ice packs and heat packs and a fan blowing on me, It hit me. My body was just whispering to me, own this trauma. This was traumatic. And I never owned that it was a trauma. I'd owned that I had overcome all the physical stuff, no big deal, da-da-da-da-da. But I'd never owned the significance of the trauma. And so for two days... I would, until I could get to my chiropractor, I was just journaling nonstop, praying, meditating, getting in touch with my body, and doing all this, using all the tools that I've you know, given my clients to use in their lives. And i got to tell you, it really worked. Because t- a week and a half later, when you saw me, Patty, and I was sharing this story, where were we? In Jack London Square in Oakland, California, in a hotel that literally has four train tracks half a block away from it, running from the port of I remember you sharing that. I I remember you sharing that from the stage, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, that was pretty powerful, right? (laughs) And train whistles before then would take me to my knees, because that's the last thing I heard before I woke up. 
and and it's a haunting sound. It's a loud sound when you're really close to it. <laughs> and I would hear them, and and if I if I didn't know it was coming, I literally would fall to my knees and get nauseous. And that weekend, where was I? Hearing all these train whistles, not affected at all. My spine was solid. My head was clear. That is the power of telling ourselves the truth about something. And as soon as I acknowledged what my body needed me to acknowledge, that this was a trauma, my body could let go of it. It didn't have to keep trying to get my attention. Sweetie pie, this was a trauma. And I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, and pop psychology gave us was like, you're okay, I'm okay, we're okay. It's like, yes, we are. And we have to own, not to to stay in and be miserable and circle around and feel horrible, but we have to own it to move forward and continue writing the story. You know, I think that's really important to do that because I know for myself, a year ago, December, I was in a horrific car accident um, here in Dallas, and it was during one of our ice storms, and Mm -hmm. I was on my way. It's kind of like you need to listen to yourself, right? And I was on my way to a speaking engagement that literally I knew when I walked out of the house that I should not get in the car. I mean, it was snow, and it was ice, and... And the weather was so bad, and I remember even telling my husband that morning, who's even going to come to this event in this weather, right? I mean, like, who's even going to go? But I had given my word, right? So I had given my mm-hmm. word that I would be there. And so in integrity, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to, you know, a lot more time, et cetera, et cetera. Three blocks from my house, like literally three blocks from my house, an SUV hit the back end of my car and put me into a spin. My car um, went in circles three times, built up speed, and then I went head first, hit a brick wall on a bridge. Oh. It was horrific. But the part that was the most horrific is that when I hit the wall, when I hit the wall, we were on ice. So the car started to roll back into traffic. So literally for 45 minutes, now I'm only five foot two, so for 45 minutes, after I hit the wall, oh. I had to stand out of the seat on the brakes with all my weight so that I wouldn't roll back in traffic and hit anybody else. Oh. So my whole body was tense and all of that. Here's the thing that I remember. What I remember on the bridge, that nobody came to help me, but oh. I could see out the window people on the other side of the bridge taking pictures. Oh. That's what I remember. That they were taking oh. pictures, but nobody would come and help me. And oh when the police, God. I know it was it was like amazing. When the police came finally, they came and they said, "Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop traffic, let go, and we want you to let the car roll." And I was like, I was like hysterical. I was like, "Oh no way!" <laughs> the cop oh, no, had to no, come no. through yeah. the window, and like oh. it was like you know, kind of one of those things. But I have to tell you, like I I I feel like. 
I should have actually. I tell my husband, I'm like, I should have just went to therapy. And I, I don't mean physical therapy. I think I actually should have went to therapy. Because I have to tell you, now if I go outside and there's any ice, and that is the one thing about Dallas, we actually have ice because it just never gets warm enough to melt the mm-hmm. ice, and then we get more, so it builds up, so we actually have ice. So it's not just that it's snow or rain. It's that we actually get ice. If I go out of the house and there's ice, like I won't even drive. I can't even make myself do it. I'm just like, my my husband, he's like, honey, it's going to be, it's fine. I'm like, no, no, no. It is so bad that literally my husband and I are planning on moving from Dallas because I told him, I said, I I can't stay here another year. I I won't leave my house when it's ice. And so um, it's been over a year, but I still can't do it. It's like the driving in the ice is just too much for me. I, I just like I, mean, I just can't make myself do it. And um, so obviously I never made it to the speaking engagement, and only 22 people came. <laughs> so I told myself I should have listened to my gut. I should have just told myself that I knew I shouldn't have been in traffic. And I have to tell you, I had like 40 more miles to go, and the accident was like three blocks from my house. So I really know that we have to listen to ourselves, listen yes. to our body. And I believe with all my heart now that whenever my gut tells me not mm-hmm. to do something or no, I shouldn't be driving yep. or, oh, the weather's not good, it's like – and so because I live in a place where we do get that, even when I make appointments with people now, mm-hmm. I tell them when it's in that um, time period for us where I know we have ice – when I make appointments, I actually tell them. I said, just so you know, our appointment, <laughs> this is what I tell them. Mm-hmm. I said, our appointments are attached to the school system. If there's no school because of weather, just know that our appointment isn't going to happen. That's I brilliant, Patty. And out. you're so, you know, God, what a, I mean, I'm just like, I, I, I was like over here gripped as you were like, sta- I, I'm like standing up and like my feet were digging into the floor as you said you were, your feet were just on the brake for 45 minutes. I can just like, oh, my God. And you, you had that sense, right? And that's part right. of like when we're really tapped into our inner game strategy and 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 listening to all those parts of us. You know, the crazy thing: the night before the train wreck, January twenty ninth, nineteen eighty two. The date is indelible in my head. Um, I had a dream that I was in a car wreck with the man who was with the boy who was driving the car that drove us into the train. Wow. Now, 17 years old, you know, you go, oh, my God, that was weird. How did that happen? La, 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 la. And you, do, you just go on and you <laughs> live your little merry teenager life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, like, I mean, that, 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 I, I pay attention to my dreams. I listen to those signals. And, and you know, I, years ago I was at a um, – actually at my mentor's, uh, for an evening, and we had been doing a beautiful meditation and some visualization work. And I left, and I had, you know, about a 45-minute drive back home in L.A., and um, something in me was just like, stop at this 7-Eleven, get some water and a Diet Coke. Okay, I don't drink Diet Coke anymore. This was many years ago. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, wait, why are you Stopping on Lincoln Boulevard in Venice, California. This is like a recipe to be shot <laughs> at the time in the 80, late 80s. And but I stopped or early 90s, and I stopped. And I was standing in line, and they're like fumbling with the trading of the drawer because it's shift time. And then all of a sudden, the register tape needs to be changed. And I'm like, oh my god, get in your car and go home, cat. But something was rooting me there. 
So I finally get through. I mean, like, I'm there at 7-Eleven for 20 minutes. Who's at 7-Eleven for 20 minutes? Finally, I get home, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm exhausted. I park my car in the parking garage. I go to the elevator, hit the button, the doors open. I go inside, and I start shrieking. There's blood all over the walls. In your house? In the the elevator leading up to my place. Oh. A woman had just been attacked in my elevator. If I hadn't wow. listened, if I hadn't listened, that could have been me. Yep. I just ran and got back in my car and drove out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Um, you know, it's really funny what... when you think of the things. Um, yeah, this is what I love about being authentic because, you know, <laughs> I just really think that when we're sharing, we really need to know that we really should listen to ourselves. Because I have to tell you, I have done some – I've had some really scary things happen, although I think what when you're talking about them, I know sometimes now when I share with people, mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm talking about somebody else, right? You know, you, you've lived through it, and, yeah. and sometimes I can even laugh when I'm telling the story, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I can laugh when I'm telling the story. In the moment, it wasn't funny, though, right? But, but now right. you kind of laugh, because I've even done, like, oh, I have to tell you, I think the, I want to say funniest, but it really wasn't that funny, but... It's funny now, but right before we moved to Dallas, when we were in Las I used to live in Las Vegas, and we were in Las Vegas, and we were going out of town. And when we were going out of town to Mexico, my friend said, okay, Patty, um, don't anybody take it personal here, what I'm going to say, but they said, Patty, if you're going out of town, when you go on vacation, you're going out of the country, um, don't take all your jewelry with you, all right? You know, they're like, don't take all your jewelry with you, you know, leave your jewelry at home, <laughs> you don't need to take it all. And I was like, really? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I didn't take any of my jewelry. We go on vacation. We come home. Okay, it's my first day back. I'm pulling into the driveway after I go out, you know, my first day back and, you know, do all the stuff we have to do, right? I walk in the door from the garage talking on my cell phone, blah, 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 you know, whatever. I'm talking on my cell phone, and here's my um, suitcases when I left were in the foyer where we had unpacked them, and my husband was going to go put them in the attic, right? And all of a sudden, I, re- I looked down, and I see that all the suitcases are open. I'm like, why are the suitcases open? And I look up, and there's three people in my oh. house sitting on my couch. One was eating an ice cream, oh and they God. had just robbed me and had packed up all my suitcases with my stuff, and I had just walked in. Oh and God. so like, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so I ran out of the house, of course. I, I ran out of the house, and I called my husband who worked for the police department, and they were there in like, oh, three minutes. And the three people, they just went through our back door and jumped the fence. So they didn't get anything that was in the suitcase. However, because I had taken all my jewelry and put it in a safe place so I wouldn't take it out of the country, they found that safe place and stole all my jewelry. <laughs> oh. oh, my <laughs> is that, God. Is that crazy? Okay, now here's the part that I find that's interesting. So my my husband loves this part when I tell the story. So think of all the jewelry over a period of time, right? I'm also in my 50s. Mm-hmm. That we, you know, um, I've, I've been married before and, you know, just through the course of the jewelry that you get through your whole life. Yeah. So um, that was like $32,000 worth of jewelry that they stole. So here's the part that's really interesting. The police officers come and they're like, okay, you know, we're going to hit the pawn shops because we're going to try to get your jewelry back because that's the first place they go is to pawn it. So I'm telling them about my jewelry. 
Mm-hmm. I'm describing it all to them, and then my husband worked for the police department, I said, right? So they all go out and hit the pawn shops. Here's the most interesting thing. I, to this day, I still think it's interesting. We had gone on that vacation for our anniversary, and my husband had bought me this diamond necklace that we had not even paid the first payment on yet. And um, and it had gotten stolen, right? When the police officers went to all the pawn shops, they got back every piece of jewelry that my husband had given me. And every piece of jewelry I have had that was given to me by somebody else never got found. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know. It's kind of a funny thing. And people say, well, did they know which ones were from your husband? I'm like, no. No. <laughs> I just wow. told him, here's all my jewelry. I actually had it in a book, you know, for insurance purposes, right? And I gave him all the pictures just coincidentally. Isn't that like a huge coincidence? That is, that, yeah, yeah. That's wild, Patty. I know. It's you know, kind of crazy. It is totally crazy. And you know, what we're really talking about is that gut instinct, right? And sometimes totally. we listen to really good advice from other people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and override our gut instinct. Oh, my God, I've done that. Oh, please, I've done it in business. I've done it in life. <laughs> but we do that. <laughs> We do that. Oh, my God. Well, thank God you are okay. Yes, we are. So we can, like, now that we've got done sharing all that stuff. So, okay, everybody. So now, audience. Yeah. I know you guys have some excitement. I already have questions. They're already, like, popping up in the questions. But I want to make sure that we um, kind of talk about this. So I think if you've gotten nothing so far, they should know that, hey, you have to be authentic. Listen. Like, you know, your body, your mind. Listen to your gut, and I have to tell you, I always listen to my gut. I listen to it so much now that I don't even question it. Like, you know, a lot yeah. of times in the beginning when I would, was really learning to listen to my gut, I used to want to know why, though. I used to, like, I would listen, but I would question. I'd be like, oh, well, I wonder why that is. Now I don't even question. Like, I don't even care. I don't even want to know why. My gut told me I just trust it, and I just do it. But I think it's yeah. really interesting because – you know, we all have fears, right? So we have fear. And sometimes the fears of things that have happened to us carry over not just in our life, but they carry over into our business too. Mm -hmm. And I see that a lot. I see it a lot in my clients. I see it with people I mastermind with. I see it with, you know, I hear it in the people that I have on my radio show. You know, we have fear. And so one of the questions I really um, always like to really ask, because I think this is so important, that as a successful business owner, you know, we have to face those fears, right? I mean, we're all fearful, but we kind of have to do it anyway sometimes, right? So here's the yeah. question. What are you doing right now in your business, right now in your business, that scares you, but you're doing mm. it anyway? <laughs> oh, my God, the list is long. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'm like a roller coaster writer seeker thriller because i'm always stretching what i think i can do um so right now what's kind of scaring me quite honestly is um (laughs) i'm watching a new website (laughs) and i think it's it's funny for me to say that um but i am i'm finally finally launching a website under my own stinking name and um instead of the products but what's the other piece of the thing that's scaring me about that Oh, good is <laughs> I don't know what you know, Patty. I don't know what, you know. We all don't who, know what somebody else knows. <laughs> exactly. So, like, the marketing aspect, how it's all going to play out with social media, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm when I started my business, there was no 
people weren't, I don't even know that people had email, you know? And so this is, it's, it's, and it doesn't scare me like, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. It's like, it scares me because I don't know what it is yet. So I think, well, I so think many that when we're things- fearful, I mean, there's a lot of things, right? Because when we're fearful, like for your, we'll just use your example, right? Yeah. I think that a lot of times when we're fearful of something, we're doing something new, it's a couple things. And actually, I have to tell you, I know we're going to talk about exercises here because you have one too, but I'm going to tell you since you brought that up, here's what yeah. has worked for me. So here, yeah. here's my tip. So what I do is I have, and I specifically have a uh, stenographer pad, you know, or, you know, the mm. one that has the line down the middle? Yeah. And I have a pretty one. And I only do this exercise in that one pad. And the reason mm-hmm. why is because it's kind of like my fear pad. And I like it so that I can go back and look at other ones, like other things sure. that I have been afraid of. So that way I can look at the results and say, see, you know, whatever. So I don't say, I'm not saying go get a piece of paper. I'm saying get a pad. And then what I do is on the top of the page, I write my why. And we should all know what our why is. Like, why do we do what we do, right? What's the thing we do? What is our why? And then on the left side, my fear is, what if I fail? Mm -hmm. And then I write those things. And on the right side, I write, what if it succeeds? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I write them, and I just write, 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 write. And here's the thing. You can't be an editor and a writer at the same time. Okay. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just, right. So you just write it out. There yeah. you go. So then you just write. And so I find for me that when I start feeling the fear, mm-hmm. if I just look at my why and then just write down. Okay, so here's the crazy idea. Here's the crazy idea. Right? And actually, it's really kind of funny that we're talking about this because my quote of the day um, is just that, that your business journey starts at the intersection of your idea mm-hmm. and taking action. Yeah, so that was actually my quote of the day today. But um, it kind of really works for this because I feel that if I look at this one side and I say, okay, here's all my fears of what could go wrong, and then mm-hmm. here's all the things that could go right. So looking at just yours, I mean, the, you know, obviously the most obvious, which is, oh, well, what if I build it and no one comes, right? That's always like the biggest <laughs> thing, right? I mean, like I don't even, I didn't even have to ask you that. I mean, that everything is like, well, that's what we're worried of, right? What if I write this book and no one reads it? What if I speak and nobody does it? What if I have an offer and nobody buys it? What if I have a website and nobody comes? Okay, so that's the obvious, right? But what if it succeeds? I mean, just think of all this exciting stuff. But even exactly. when you're thinking about it succeeding, then you always have to think of other things, right? Because I analyze. I don't know if you're an analyzer, but I analyze. And in my mind, even the success stuff, it's like, oh, my gosh, what if so many people come to my site, my site crashes? Like, right? What a great problem that is, right? I mean, (laughs) so you have to know, though, you know, you can have a tendency to, like, kind of overplay it, right? But I find that, (laughs) I mean, think about it, right? Then, you know, you just get to look at the paper. But I have to tell you, one of the things that really worked for me is since I only use the pad for that, when I go back and flip the pages in the front, it's really easy for me. So what I have now is I have this – this really bright red, because um, that's one of my branding colors, bright red thing. And mm-hmm. what I do is at the top of the page where my Y is, whenever um, it works, I have a star. So I can just flip through and say, wow, look at all these stars. <laughs> you know, For all Beautiful. the times that I was questioning this, and it's just a really easy visual. Mm-hmm. And um, 
it, it works two two things that it does for me. I mean, I'm sure you can take this and this is what you do, and you can probably, next time I talk to you, you're going to share a few other things. But this is what it does for me. One, seeing the stars is good for me because that makes me realize that, you know, I was worrying more times for nothing, right? And stars That's just make it feel good. Thing, <laughs> right. But then the second thing it does is that you have a chance to go back and you can really, when, you want, when you're being reflective, you can go back and start seeing the pattern of your fears. All yeah. of a sudden, when you go back and you think of the things that you're fearing for failure, and all of a sudden you can start seeing, wow, this one kind of comes up a lot, right? Yeah. Or this one, and it really helps you to know what you need to work on. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are so that has really, choir. really worked for me. I love it. And, Patty, you know what's funny? I've got different journals and notebooks for different things. I so love that you're really saying, like, keep it, like, you know, write this in a specific pad of paper. Do these kinds of – this exercise in a specific pad of paper so that that's what exists there. And it's quick. It's, you can go back and review it really fast, and you, it's count honorable and reliable, you know, it's like I've got the gratitude journal that my gratitude is oh, what goes too. in there. Not my grousing, but my gratitude, you know. It's I just, just think it's I, important. And it's oh, kind of almost so like giving yourself permission. Would you believe I even have a journal <laughs> that I keep <laughs> on the coffee table, and it's yeah. my Shark Tank journal. <laughs> oh, my God, I love the Shark Tank. <laughs> so I do, too. But I, I find that whenever I watch the Shark Tank, yeah. Even when I watch their reruns, right? When I if I watch yeah. the Shark Tank, like and I love that show. I, I mean, it just always gets my creativity flowing. So yeah. I always think of ideas for me and my clients. Like yeah. and it, and the idea doesn't even have to have anything of what the person's doing. It could be just like the thought. Could be something the sharks say when they're giving them advice mm-hmm. or something. But I have to tell you, that's my Shark Tank journal, and in there, I will always like write down the ideas that come to me. And I yes. also write down things that I think about, oh, that sounds really good. I want to go find that and so I can go Google it afterwards to see if it still exists, right? But exactly. it has been, that has been really good for me. And I keep one next to my bed, too. Not yep. for that, but I keep a journal next to my bed because I used to get up in the middle of the night and I wouldn't sleep really good because I'd be working in my sleep. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else ever does that, but I work in my sleep. But I found that when I have really good ideas in my sleep, if I keep that journal next to my bed, I can just wake up, write it down, and then I can go back to sleep because I know I'll, I can just look it up in the morning and exactly. stuff. So, yeah, I think it's important to have to have, um, have different things. So I think this is exciting that you're having this new website. And I remember when I did my website, it was – I was pretty fearful. Uh, that was really hard for me too. That was a that was a tough one because I think that your website it's personal, right? It's very personal. It, it really talks about who you are, and and I know I'm in the process right now of having um, new copy done too because I, I find that I'm stepping more into my voice and being more comfortable about. Right. I'll even be honest and say in the beginning I hired because somebody said, oh, these are the most important pages on your website. Mm-hmm. And I heard that so many times that I didn't trust myself to write those pages, so I hired a copywriter. Now I go back and I look at them, those specific pages, and I think, you know, I don't really think they're exactly in my voice. They're a little co- corporate-y, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And so now I'll, I want to go back, and I do want to write them in my voice. So, Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, while. that's one of the things. It's, it's the writing in our voice. And, you know, there is some fear that comes up around that. And, you know, one of the things I really want to say is, you know, you and I have been in business for a long time, and and 
Not we're that the biggest. <laughs> Long still only has one O, not L O O O. Right, we did say we're 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 in the fives, right? That's right. That's right. Um, but to me, what has allowed the longevity and the success and sustainability is knowing that I'm going to have fear. Successful people don't, it's not like they don't have fear. We're just, we, we look at those inner game resources and those inner game tools that we have that we've learned through the years, whether it's meditation, journaling, talking to people, having these kinds of conversations and these kinds of formats. It's like that's what keeps us in action, you know, and it's it's that to me, it's the willingness to, even though I'm scared, I am picking up one of my feet and I am leaning in and I'm moving forward. Absolutely. You know? and, it doesn't and, matter and how big the step is, as long as the step is in a forward position, yeah. that's okay. And sometimes you got to, so like, the- circle those arms to get some momentum going. Okay, <laughs> like a choo-choo channel. Like, let's go, let's go. Okay, now I can step, you know. Exactly. Um, so we talked about my exercise, right? But you know what? I know that when we first met, yeah, you had an exercise too. So um, let's talk about that exercise because I have to tell you that exercise is one of the reasons why I really wanted you to be on the show. I really feel like this serves my audience, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm all about service. So I really, really yeah. love it. So could you share with everybody uh, about that exercise? Is something that you can that we can kind of get them to visualize? Absolutely, I would love to. Um, okay. This is, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to share this. It's um, something I've right. used with myself, with my clients, and workshops. And what we're getting down to is um, a lot of times when those fears come up, when we're feeling a little uncertain because we're entering new territory, or we're just flat out overwhelmed because <laughs> there's so much going on, we can um, put on some masks. I like to call them the masks of success. You know, we borrow, okay, like that, that's what success looks like. I'm going to wear that mask today, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, but a lot of women, we wear what I call um, the chief operating officer of control mask. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Things come out of your mouth like, oh, it'll take longer to tell someone how to do it. I'm just going to go do it. Or, hmm, that's not the way I want it done. I'm going to redo it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Now, there are sometimes that's really valid, and we do need to do those things. But a lot of times, it's just the the thing that keeps us not delegating. It keeps us um, feeling kind of grumpy <laughs> for the most part. So the exercise is this: you can just draw kind of an oval shape, like a face, on your piece of paper there. And you can use colored pens, map pencils, crayolas. I had crayons because, you know, crayons kind of connect us to that essence of being a kid and permission to color. Yes. And then thinking about, like, what it is to be the chief operating officer of control. And then you draw what that mask looks like. Like, what does your face look like when you are in that kind of chief operating officer of control? Mhm. Mhm. So, Patty, I, I would love for you to like pick it up here and like, what did what happened for you? 
I have to tell you, this was my aha moment. And this was the moment when I knew I had to have you on the show because I learned a lot about myself in this exercise. So when we were coloring, I thought, oh, I'm a little kid. I love to color, right? Um, and I have to tell you, on Facebook right now, for whatever reason, my group, a lot of people, they're talking about these adult coloring books, right? So I, I'm kind of in, like, tempted. But um, so we were, you know, doing this coloring thing. And when you have us draw that, you know, we were at a table, and I was looking at everybody, right, for that for that mm-hmm. person, right? And I was looking at everyone. When we got done, we were sharing, right? You know, everybody was sharing. And what I noticed was, like, 98% of the people at the table, right, mm-hmm. had, like, this, I don't want to say sad face, but it was kind of like, a, hmm, you know, type of, not exactly their best, warmest self, right? And oh, I mine's like, at mine. I'm, I'm frowning, I'm like, my fur, my brow is furrowed. Yes, yes, like yeah. that, right? They were all like this. And then I looked down at my picture that I had um, drawn, and not only did I have a smile on my face, I had put dimples, which I don't even have dimples, right? But you said draw, and I had, like, dimples. Like, I was so happy. I didn't just have a smiley face. I had, like, dimples, and my my eyes were lit up. My hair was all curly. Oh, yeah, I was, like, a happy camper. Yeah. And I was thinking, and I was thinking, in my head, I remember thinking, oh, I hope she gets prizes because I'm totally going to (laughs) win. I love it. I was. I was like, oh, mine looks so good, I'm totally going to win. And then when you kind of went through it, I was thinking, huh. And that was a big aha moment for me because that's when I realized, like, why did it make me so happy to have that? Mm. Why did that make me happy? And that's when I really realized, um, and I I didn't just have an aha moment, I actually, because you know what, aha moments are great, but aha moments that don't spur you to take action, not so great. I mean, it's still yeah. good to know, but if it makes you take action, it's even better, right? Yes. So for me, I thought to myself, well, I wonder what that was. And I have to tell you, you know, I have great conversations with myself. <laughs> I'm going to be authentic here. I talk to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I always laugh. And my husband's like, are you talking to yourself? I'm like, sometimes I need to talk to an expert, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I tell my husband. He'll be like, are you talking to yourself? I'm like, yeah. I'm so glad people sing along and, and stuff in the car because I know people probably think I'm talking on the cell phone. But really, I practice my speeches when I'm driving. I just kind of talk oh, to myself. Yeah. And you want to know what's really funny, too? I have to share this, too, because it kind of ties into this. When other people talk to me, I don't know why it is. I don't know if my name just kind of sounds like it or whatever. But whenever people (laughs) talk to me, they will say, Patty Farmer. Like, they don't just say Patty, right? They say, Patty Farmer. And I don't know why, but they just do. And it just has always been that way. Well, as long as my name's (laughs) Patty Farmer, right? But what's really funny is when I talk to myself, I do the same thing. When I'm talking to myself, I'll be like, Patty Farmer, what were you thinking? Right? Oh my God. I, I use my full name. Yeah, I totally do. I go, Mary Catherine instead that. of my nickname, right? Right. I'm just like, what was that? And so I thought that was really funny. So here's kind of like what's interesting about that. So this is going to be an aha moment, too. And I hadn't shared this part of the aha moment with you. So I remember thinking to myself, why did I feel like I was so happy when I was in control? And I realized because then I knew it would get done right. That was like my thought process at the time, right, was mm-hmm. I would get done right. I, you know, I, I knew how everything was going to happen, and, and that made me happy. 
And it made me think about when I was a kid, right? You know, when I was a kid, you know, I was always the one that, you know, wanted to do my own room and, you know, like everything was whatever and I didn't want my sister to touch my brush and, you know, for as long as I can remember, it always kind of had been that way and I didn't really understand why I came from a big family where, to be totally honest, I came from a big family that's why birthdays still to this day are huge for me um, mm. because it was really the only day of the year that really belonged to you. Everything else, I just had such a big family there. You really yeah. never got to own anything for you. But on your birthday, though, it was all about you, right? So it mm. still is on my birthday, right? And I think it's kind of <laughs> exciting that I'm born on leap day because I actually every four years get to do it twice. So but, Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's kind of cool. But with that said, so... I just really realized how important that had come, but it made me realize that that was also part of what could be holding me back in my business, like stopping me from going where I really need to go, because guess what? We only have so many hours in a day, and you just can't do everything yourself. And not only can you not do everything yourself, but also you have to trust in the people that you hire, right? And you have to know that the best things are going to come out of everybody working together. The part that was really interesting for me is if you would have asked me before we did the exercise, I would have told you, oh, yeah, I, I'm i a team player. I love to work in a team. And then I realized that, no, I don't. I mean, I mean, I mean like I can work in a team, but to be totally honest, if I was going to be authentic, I can work in a team as long as I'm the leader. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like if I'm the leader of the team, and I look back in my life on every job I ever had, and I just yeah. really realized that everywhere I did really well, I mm-hmm. either was the manager, I was the owner, I was the CEO, I was the whatever, yep. I was always in there. Now, within that, I could inspire others, and I felt really great having everybody, whatever. But for me, the role I had to play was that, mm-hmm. and I had to own that and then decide what changes need to be made. But that exercise was phenomenal for me, absolutely phenomenal. Well, you know, one of the things that um, really inspired me <clears throat> to create that exercise was, I guess it was uh, somewhere around 2008, um, my life kind of took a big turn. Um, my relationship that I had relied on for all those years, we parted ways, and um kind of in the fetal position one night, I realized I was trying to control everything and not happy, not going, like business, I didn't care, I was just a hot mess and realized that I was making myself and everyone else around me miserable because I was trying to control everything because my life was so out of control. Mm-hmm. And I literally, here we go with the journal again, pen to paper and I wrote, Dear Madam of the Universe, I resign. I resign <laughs> as the Chief Operating Officer of Control. I have given my life to this, and it has brought me to my knees. Um, because you, you can't control a relationship and make it something it's just not going to be, and you can't control someone else to give you something they just can't give you. <laughs> so, That's right. I was really, uh, this was a painful, it's one of the most painful nights of my life, coming to this reckoning. Um, and the, the one place that, you know, I couldn't lead was that relationship. I couldn't lead it where I really wanted it to go. It just crushed me. It was bone crushing. Love of my life. 
and but I had to release it. Now the the, the universe abhors a vacuum, so um, you know you have to choose very quickly what you want to be instead. And so I chose the intern of acceptance, so I could accept where I was. And we all get to choose the intern. And I like the idea of the intern because that doesn't mean we have to be good at it already. <laughs> right. We get to learn about it. And, you know, most of the women I coach are really high achievers. But we walk around thinking we're underachievers because all this list of things that we want to do hasn't been done yet. <laughs> we forget to look at those journals that have those stars next to them like, wow, look, I overcame that fear and I rocked that. Woo. So it's that, and, that, and I find a lot of us who are in that zone are a lot of times we wear that mask of the chief operating officer of control. And honestly, keep it close at hand. Don't burn it. You're going to need it again. That's okay. We just don't want to keep these masks on all the time so that we can be really authentic and just hear that gut tell us what we're, where we need to go next. Um, and one of the things, Patty, I just want to share this here now with everybody. Um, I want to give a gift to everybody who's listening here. I love gifts Yay. and I love being of service. And um, what I've created is a little mini deck, M-I-N-I, deck of affirmation cards that are really based on a lot of this removal of the, the mask of the Chief Operating Officer of Control and what you're stepping into and some of these inner game strategies that I use for myself and my life and my clients and share them with whoever I can who, who's, who's willing to come and play. Um, so if you want to receive your deck, um, you, you, all you have to do is print it out. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> um, go to you are so generous. You Thank are. you. Thank you. I just, you know, I want to give everybody everything I've got. In fact, the new website, the, bit, the thing I'm totally excited about, I'm going to have like the biggest section on the website is the Inner Game Resource Center. All Ooh, I like it. I want I want to give this stuff to people because I know that that is going to make people move forward because I can't coach everybody. <laughs> so I want to no, give them all the tools really that I've funny. created. Um, right here on, I was writing down while I was listening to you, and the thing that I was getting ready to ask you was, what is your secret sauce? Well, you just told us. Like I didn't even ask you the question. What your secret sauce? I mean, you're so of service, and that's what I really love about you. I mean, I have to tell you, that's what I really, really, to the bone, love about you. It is so authentic. It is so real that you are always of service. And I have to tell you, that's the type of people that I like to be around. That is my tribe. Um, I just really think that's so important. So that is definitely your secret sauce. Now, I am going to let you answer the question. I'm not going to control (laughs) I'm going to answer the question, what do you think is your secret sauce? But that's what I really see it as. But, you know, when you're showing up, what do you think is the secret sauce that makes you unique? Years ago, and what got me in the coaching profession, um, and it was after, y'all are going to think I've just, like, had this traumatic life, um, after my father died, and I was pretty young, and I was really very lost, and I went to a workshop where I was guided through a life purpose exercise. This is way before coaching was even a profession. <laughs> you know? And you pioneer you. <laughs> I, well, and uh, yeah, I am. I love it. I love to create new things. And I was led through this exercise, and what blurted out of my mouth, I, it, like I was so newbie to this stuff, I didn't know you weren't supposed to say it out loud in a workshop setting. 
It <laughs> just came out of my mouth. Authenticity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said, know the light of love is inside. Share it. Wow. And that's been my mission ever since. Because I thought it was, um, I had given a kidney to my father, um, a kidney donation to my father, and he died six months later. So I just figured my life was over. It had no purpose. <laughs> Two years later, this came out of my mouth, and I went, yes, that's why I did it. That's why I've done everything in my life. It's owning, and that's why self-love is such a message for me. Because as soon as I was able to that's read powerful. Home, it was it was significant. It shifted my career track. It took me into coaching, and it has given me the best life ever. Wow. So that's okay. my secret sauce. I go and share my love. I love so that I, secret sauce. And I, I wanted to share with everybody how they can get their gift here. Okay, so, yeah, please, let's tell them, because then we have a gift for you, too. Oh, so it's um, go to my new website. <laughs> Don't, all the bells and whistles are not there yet. Don't Come back and see it later, but right now we got a download for you. Go to www.catwilliford.com, that's C-A-T, W-I-L-L-I-F-O-R-D dot com slash inner dash game slash. Inner dash game. I will actually be posting it too. So for the people that don't get it, I'll I'll be posting it. So no problem there to make sure that they actually get that. That is so generous of you. Thank you so much. And I really believe that utilizing that will really, really help. And, you know, yesterday I received in the mail my card with the affirmation card that you printed for me had all tied up in a bow, and I just loved opening up and getting it, so I was, like, all excited. So thank you so much for my gift. And we have a gift for you, too. Oh, my God. So here on the networking, yes. So here on the networking CEO, we love to give gifts to the people who show up and they share and they serve, and we just love that, right? And so this is our way of saying thank you for your gift. So here's what we do. What we'd like to do is we'd like to give you this gift. So there's not just me. This isn't just my show. It's about my community, right? And there are a lot of people here, and they have a community, right? We all know how that goes, right? So here's what I'd like you to do. What can we do for you? Like who can we connect you to? This is the networking CEO, Connecting Entrepreneurs Online. So who can we connect you to that is going to make – it's going to be the needle mover, right? It's going to be the game changer for you. So this is where you can think big. So let me tell you what that looks like. So we've had people come on the show and say they wanted to get past the gatekeeper to get to Ellen DeGeneres, and we were able to make that happen. We've had people say they wanted to speak at the Mary Kay convention. In case you don't know, that was really hard to do. Um, yeah. But we actually were able to connect them to somebody, and we actually made that happen. We've had people that wanted to get to the Coca-Cola company. We were able to make that happen. Sometimes mm. it's just that they want to meet a certain person. Sometimes it's an industry they're looking for. Sometimes it's an event that they want to speak at. I mean, it could be what's significant for you, right? It could be something big, something small, something personal, whatever it is. It's not just me. It's my whole community here. So how can we serve you? What and who can we introduce you to? What's the connection we can make for you that will be the game changer for you? Mm. Wow. Oh, my God, this is a huge gift. Thank you. I'm I'm. Well, <laughs> You know, I think the needle mover for me right now is an introduction to um, heads of diversity and inclusion in HR 
in corporations to bring this message to the women who are there. I, I have another mission besides thriving in business and life for women. It's that we are part of the bigger conversation, which means there needs to be more of us not off-ramping from corporations. And, mm-hmm. and corporations actually not just throwing money at leadership programs for women, but getting in there and really supporting the women to move forward and be in the C-suite because the companies that have the highest amount of women in the C-suite make three times the profits of companies that don't. You know, that is so true. You know, um, last week I saw this interview with Kevin, Mr. Wonderful (laughs) O'Leary, from um, Shark Tank. I saw the same one, yes. Yes, that 27%, like of all the women that he has invested in on Shark Tank, only the women have made him profit. Yeah, 27, 27 women that he's invested in. They were CEOs of the company, and those are the ones that made him the most money. That was powerful. I thought, Very I was like, oh, I just love that. So that really was powerful. So, oh, yes, that is that is great. So everybody in the audience... You know, reach out. This is really good. Personally, for me, I'm already taking notes on the people I want to introduce you to personally. So stay tuned for that. So we will make sure that we connect you with that. And then here's how I like to always end the show. I can't believe it. Didn't that hour go by really, really fast? <laughs> so fast. So, can I say one other so thing? Okay. Can yes. I just say one other thing? So um, along with the affirmation cards that you will receive um, when, they, when you go to my website, I'm also going to be sending you um, – a few days after that, um, the letter, the customizable resignation is the COOC, and a guided visualization um, that I ca- that's called Magic Garden, and it's the most popular thing I've ever done. I swear my clients are like, give me that, give me that meditation again. It is a release meditation to release the junk and the stuff you've carried around the burdens you've carried around so that you can step more fully back into your love and your authenticity and the way that you specifically are here to rock this world and be of service. Oh, again, how generous I am. My heart is so touched. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is wonderful. So everybody, make sure I'll make sure that that gets posted too so that people can get back to it. So there's two things that I just want to say right now. Well, yeah. besides thank you so much. <laughs> um, one is can you tell everybody how they can connect with you? So if they have the introduction mm-hmm. for you or just to connect with you because I know they're going to want to, how should they connect with you? Shoot me an email. I'm easy. Cat, C-A-T at catwilliford.com. I love hearing from people. Um, Certainly connect with me on Facebook, Cat Williford. I love to make connections on Facebook, LinkedIn, any of them. It's just my name, simply my name. And um, you know what? I'm happy for you to call me. Pick up the phone and call me. Old-fashioned, right? Oh, happy to give my phone number. It's always about the conversation. Okay. It's always about the conversation. My phone number. Yeah, 805 271-1155, 805-271-1155, 271-1155, 805-271-1155. Perfect. I love that. So whatever your preferred method is, text, Facebook, Twitter, pick up the phone, whatever it is, make sure you check out her new website. Give her a little bit of time to finish it. It is a, a process and it's exciting, but make sure that you go and get your free gift because look at how generous she was. Okay, so I want to end with this. 
Yeah. I always try to cover as much information as I can. And, you know, we kind of um, really had a great conversation. This is wonderful. I actually really feel like people were just, like, listening, like they were like a fly on the wall, which is what I always really love, right, is really have a conversation. But I always want to make sure that I serve you, too. So here's the question I'm going to end with. Was Mm -hmm. there something, a question that you were hoping that I would ask you, but Mm -hmm. I didn't? for whatever reason, and what's that question? Because I want to give you the opportunity to to answer it. So what's the question that you were hoping I would ask you that I didn't? You know, I'm not even sure that that I would categorize the question I was hoping you would ask, but one thing I <clears throat> realize I haven't said that I really would love to offer. Oh, here it is. Is, um, and this is one of my inner game tools here and part of my strategy, and I want to just invite everyone to do it right now. And it's just place your left hand or your right hand, either one, your palm on kind of that middle of your chest, heart center, and just take a breath. And we're going to whisper three times. You're going to whisper this to yourself. And it goes like this. I love you. I love you. Wow, that was powerful. We love you too, Kat. I love you too. (laughs) But I want you all to say that to yourselves every day. I love you to yourself. Okay. You get to say that to you three times a day, three (laughs) times, three times a day. (laughs) You got it, just like our meals right before our meals. Exactly. Thank you so much. You know what, though? When you think about it, it is just important to self-love as it is to worry about making sure we get our nutrition, like brushing our teeth, like all these things that we just do every day. This is something we should be doing every day too, right? I mean, this is really, really important. So thank you so much for sharing that with, with me and for with my audience and my community. And, you know, I'm so happy that you are a part of my community and part of my tribe. Um, I just really appreciate you so much for taking the time. You're in California, so I know you got up kind of early to be here with me. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you, and I can't wait to see you again. Hopefully I'm going to see you um, in September. In September, at, um, yes. <laughs> in September at the event, right? So I'm yes. hoping that we're going to see you there. So I'm excited. So thank you so much again, and um, I will talk to you very soon. For everybody else out there, Um, Thank you for sharing this hour with us. It was really special for me. It was really special to share my community with my guests, and she was so generous. Make sure you take advantage of the gifts that she has shared with you. Make sure you remember to say to yourself, I love you. She did a great job there. That is something we do need to remember. I'll see you all next week at 10 a.m. Central Time on the next episode of The Networking CEO. Bye now. Have a great week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.